Euh, allô Euh, c'est qui Euh, allô What are you doing I'm talking on my Razer cell phone, circa 2003. Did you speak in French in 2003? What? Hello, dear listeners, <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of The Divine House. Reads. The. Divine. Comedy. Comedy. Comedia. Comedia divina. Okay, so, Canto 11. <laughs> Um, Elaine has a big note here that says fraud. I do, and I will not comment on why I wrote that. Okay, I'll start. Canto 11. Canto XI. Canto Xi. Oh, like Xi Jinping. Mm-hmm. I know I'm mispronouncing that. Okay. We reached the curving brink of a steep bank. Oh, yeah, so they're they're going into the stinky veil. Stinky veil. Stinky veil. I've never been in a stinky veil. I've only I ever been in very either. cold veils or or sc- veils of scree. Like when you have to walk across a rock slope and that's really dangerous in the Cascades. Mm. Make sure you bring a whistle. Okay. <laughs> My backpack actually has one that I discovered the other day. It's Your backpack? My backpack. <laughs> My back crack. Right. No. No. <laughs> okay. We reached the curving brink of a steep bank. Constructed of enormous broken rock. It's a scree. Below us was a crueler den of pain. And the disgusting overflow of stench. The deep abyss was vomiting. Forced us back from the edge. Crouched underneath the lid of some great tomb. I saw it was inscribed. Within lies Anastasius. The Pope Photinus lured away from the straight path. Okay, who's Anastasius and Photinus? Anastasius II, Pope from 496 to 498, was popularly believed for many centuries to be a heretic because supposedly he allowed Photinus, a deacon of Thessalonica, who followed the heresy of Acacius, to take communion. Wow. Wow. I can't believe he did that. Okay. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. In hell. Bad dude. Never do that, bad, dear bad, listeners. Bad, take bad, note. Dude. Never allow some random deacon him, to take communion. I mean, if you are ever in a church and a deacon's like, hey, can I take some communion? No, deacon you should be like, no! Describes to the heresy of Acacius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Just deny them three times. Deny them. And then a rooster will crow. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got really into St. Peter yesterday for reasons that we will re- leave undisclosed. Elaine was doing a little so bit of spoiling. Mysterious. All right. Our descent will have to be delayed somewhat, so that our sense of smell may grow accustomed to these vile fumes. Then we will not mind them, my master said. And I... You will have to find some way to keep our time from being wasted. All right, Dante. Okay, Dante. Such a capitalist time commodifier. <laughs> that is precisely what I had in mind, he said, and then began the lesson. My son... Within these boulders bounds are three more circles, concentrically arranged like those above. Oh, I love the little, the geographical mm-hmm. detail I know, here. it helps my brain. Concentrically arranged like those above, all tightly packed with souls. And so that later, the sight of them alone will be enough. I'll tell you how and why they are imprisoned. Mm. Okay, so we're going to get a little preview of these circles. So, okay. Yeah. All malice has injustice as its end. An end achieved by violence or by fraud, which, while both are sins that earn the hate of heaven, since fraud belongs exclusively to man, 
God hates it more, and therefore far below the fraudulent are placed and suffer most. So now we're in the sort of third section of hell. Because remember, the first section was sins of incontinence. So you can't, not restraining yourself. Yeah. The middle section was sins of sloth and... I can't quite remember. What is it? Um, we've got rage, sloth, um, the peep, the heretics, mm-hmm. the prodigal and the miserly. Those are still sort of incontinence, right? Well, no. Uncontinent, incontinence was like lust. Let's go back to our Lust, map. gluttony. So we've got, first we've got limbo. Mm-hmm. The people who couldn't really help it. Mm-hmm. Really fucked. Okay, sorry. Uh, then the second circle, we've got lust, the lustful. The third circle is the gluttons. Um, the fourth circle, the prodigal, the miserly. I think those are still sins of incontinence. So we're still in the first part of hell. Okay. The fifth circle, the the rage and the slothful, which are sort of also incontinence also. No. Yeah, I they think are. This is, this is uh, well. Right? I think we're in the thir- the second of the three kind of like subdivisions of hell. I thought the second was violence. Is the second? Are, so are we still in violence? Oh, yeah. And then I the, think we ha- we're just entering violence because the heretics aren't violent. They're just heretics. Hmm. Okay, I'm confused, but we'll look that up later. Okay, um, so basically he says, all malice has injustice as its end, an end achieved by violence or fraud. Oh, so maybe we're in the section of malice. Well, he's giving us a pre- preview. Okay. Um, fraud belongs exclusively to man, blah, blah, blah. So the so fraud is worse than violence because the fraudulent are placed bel- the far below and suffer most. They're like in the ninth circle. Right. In the first of the circles below us are the violent, since violence can be used against three persons. In three concentric rounds, it is divided. Violence that can be done to God, to self, or to one's neighbor, to him or to his goods, as my reasoned explanation will make clear. By violent means a man can kill his neighbor or wound him grievously. His goods may suffer violence by arson, theft, and devastation. So homicides and those who strike with malice, those who destroy and plunder, are all punished in the first round, but all in different groups. Man can raise violent hands against himself and his own goods, and so in the second round, paying the debt that never can be paid, are suicides, self-robbers of your world, or those who gamble all their wealth away and weep up there when they should have rejoiced. One can use violence against the deity, by heartfelt disbelief and cursing him, or by despising nature and God's bounty. Therefore, the smallest round stamps with its seal both Sodom and Cahors, and all those souls who hate God in their hearts and curse his name. Okay, so the sins of violence are threefold. So first you have sins against other men, so like homicide, murder. Yeah. Second, you have sins against yourself, suicide. The suicide. And third, you have sins against nature and or God. Mm. So I, I mean, I have an idea of what's coming there, but. Mm. I can sort of think of that. So this is kind of like the circle of violence and there's three subdivisions in it. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Um, Who are both Sodom and Cahors? Who's, who are Cahors? I don't know who Cahors are. Okay, we'll look that up. Let's, let's, there's a note. Sodom, so Sodom we know about, Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I translated this for emoji, we uh, for Elaine via emoji last night. We should put night. that in the description. Sure. Yeah, that was, it was really, a, I, I have to say it was quite masterful, mm-hmm. the way that I captured was, the nuances um, using a lot of smileys. Um, it's a horrifying story. 
Uh, Cahors was a city in the south of France that was widely known in the Middle Ages as, as a thriving seat of usury. Oh. All right. Okay, so remember that Dante's father was a usurer. Yep. Right. Dante uses the city names to indicate the sodomites and usurers who are punished punished in the smallest round of Circle 7. Okay. So I guess within each circle, there are different rounds of the circle. Yeah. Like in Circle 1, well, it's just limbo. I think this but, is the first one that specifically has multiple rounds because the fourth circle was the prodigal and the miserly. Right. The fifth circle is the river where they've got the enraged on the surface mm-hmm. and the slothful underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth circle is the city of Dis. Right. Okay. With so we're in the tombs. seventh. So we basically just, and in the city of he- Dis lie the heretics and who else again? The heretics are in the city of Dis, right? Is there anybody else there? Um, I think it's mainly mainly heretics. The Epicureans. I mean, that was where the harpies were hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, heretics. Sixth circle heretics. Oh, and also remember the angels who fought against God or in the war between God and Lucifer. But they're heretics too, I guess. And Filippo Argenti was there too, right? No, he was in the river. He was, oh, he in, was the in the river. Circle. Okay, so the sixth circle is this the circle of heresy. Okay. Um, so should we continue? Six circle. So now diagrams we're, because yeah, we need to remember this. Okay. So now we're in the seventh circle, which is the circle of violence. Um okay. Fraud that gnaws the conscience of its servants mm. can be used on one who puts his trust in you or else on one who has no trust invested. Hmm. This latter sort seems only to destroy the bond of love that nature gives to man. So in the second circle, remember the second circle of the seventh circle, there are nests of hypocrites, flatterers, dabblers in sorcery, falsifiers, thieves, and simonists, panderers, seducers, grafters, and like filth. Sorry, this might actually be the eighth circle. I think that's the eighth circle. Because I think he's talking about there's three circles of the third part of hell. So the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth. Yeah, right. The former kind of fraud both disregards the love of nature enjoys and that extra bond between men which creates a special trust. Thus, it is in the smallest of circles, so in the ninth circle, at the earth's center, right, that would make sense, around mm-hmm. the throne of Dis, that traitors suffer their eternal pain. Dis being... Wait, so we devil. are still in the city of Dis. Well, no, Dis here, I think, means Dis like the... Well, the note says Lucifer, but I was thinking Dis. Dis is another name for Hades. Oh. So, like... Is it the throne of... I think it's just an an alternate word. I'm not sure if it's Latin. I I would assume it's Latin rather than Greek, but I I don't know. Um, Okay, so in the the seventh circle, we have the violent. So people who kill other people, so do violence against others, do violence against themselves via suicide or, like, destroying their own property, and, and or do violence against God and or nature. Then in the eighth circle, we have fraud the fraudulent so the hypocrites flatterers the sorcerers thieves simonists we'll, we'll get to that in a second panderers seducers grafters falsifiers and then in the ninth circle we have traitors damn damn should i continue yeah and i master 
Your reasoning runs smooth, and your explanation certainly makes clear the nature of this pit and of its inmates. But what about those in the slimy swamp, those driven by the wind, those beat by rain, and those who come to blows with harsh refrains? So we're back to the slump where people will, were fighting each other, right. which was in the fifth circle, right? Why are they too not punished here inside the city of flame if they have earned God's wrath? If they have not, why are they suffering? And he to me, why do you let your thoughts stray from the path they are accustomed to? Chirp. Chirp. Yeah, he's really chirping. Or have I missed the point you have in mind? Have you forgotten how your ethics reads? And ethics is a book by Aristotle. Yeah. Those terms it explicates in such detail, the three conditions that the heavens hate, incontinence, malice, and bestiality. Oh, so though, that's the order of hell. Yeah. The first subdivision is incontinence. There, there, there are three circles. The second is malice, three circles. The third is bestiality, three circles. Bestiality? Is treachery a form of bestiality? Well, this also treachery might be a funky translation. Men. This might be a weird translation. We don't have our other, other translation Sorry, today because we are... In a different See, because he says, do you not yeah. remember how incontinence offends God least and merits, and merits the least blame. blame? Yeah. If you will reconsider well this doctrine and then recall to mind those who those souls were suffering pain above, outside the walls. Of the city of Dis. You will clearly see why they are separated from these malicious ones and why God's vengeance beats down upon their souls less heavily. So basically, God doesn't find incontinence. He's like, oh, well, you know, you did a bad thing, but you know, it's not as bad as it could have been. So basically... it's just incontinence. We're gonna... We can publish our little diagram, but the first three circles are sins of incontinence. Yeah. I don't really understand why limbo is a sin of incontinence. Like, why not? Just not... I don't think lived. limbo is incontinence. I think incontinence is second, third, and fourth. Maybe fifth, too. Okay, so the first circle is limbo. The second circle is lust. Mm -hmm. The third, third circle, circle gluttony. is gluttony. Fourth circle, prodigal and miserly. The fourth circle, we could also call that greed. Yeah. Fifth circle, wrath and sloth. Wrath. Actually, wrath is... Fifth circle is wrath and sloth. Wrath. <laughs> no, wrath is real. Also, Mary Roth, great poet. Wrath? Wait, how is wrath real? Wrath is like a early modern version of wrath hmm. okay limbo well, less sort gluttony. of it's not really completely synonymous prodigality and miser miserality mm -hmm. wrath sloth and then miserliness the sixth circle was heresy heresy seventh circle violence mm -hmm. eighth circle treachery right or no, fraud fraud and then fraud and, and then, then treachery tre yeah treachery Okay, hopefully you're all enjoying this little rundown because we don't want you to get lost, listeners. We want I think you with you're, us. I think you're right that actually it's two, three, and four that are two, three, and four that are incontinence. Because the prodigality and miserly. Maybe that's we should have a whole episode just on the ha the structure. That would be great. Yeah. And then wrath and sloth and heresy are sins of malice. I don't really understand how sloth is a sin of malice. I don't think it is. I think it's a sin of incontinence. So two, three, four, and five are sins of incontinence. Yeah. Oh. Okay, and then heresy is a sin of malice? Yeah, because violence, violence. I don't know if heresy is a sin of malice, because you don't really know you're a heretic sometimes, right? Okay, dear listeners, we will look this up. 
and get back to you. Yeah. Because I don't know either. And I don't want you all to get bored if you even exist. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to read? Yes. Um, if you will reconsider Sorry. well this doctrine and then recall to mind who those souls were suffering pain above outside the walls, you will clearly see why they are separated from these malicious ones and why God's vengeance beats down upon their souls less heavily. Yeah, so basically I think that the border is after heresy, then you've got violence, and violence is actually a, a crime of malice, and therefore it's punished more stringently. And then maybe I think fraud violence, and yeah. treachery are in the... Yeah. Alright, okay. O sun that shines to clear a misty vision, such joy is mine when you resolve my doubts that doubting pleases me no less than knowing. It's he calling Virgil the sun that shines to clear the misty vision? Yeah, he's just really a sucker-upper. He really is such a little... Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, here we go. Mm, Okay. Oh, we got confused. God, sorry, guys. Okay. Go back a little bit once more, I said. To where you say that usury offends God's goodness, and untie the, that knot for me. Philosophy, he said, and more than once, points out to one who reads with understanding how nature takes her course from the divine intellect, from its artistic workmanship. And if you have your physics well in mind, you will find, not many pages from the start, how your art too, as best it can, imitates nature, and the way an apprentice does his master, so your art may be said to be God's grandchild. Wait, what is his art? His philosophy? Or no, maybe the maybe the poem. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. Sorry, I was so chirping. Basically, in Aristotle's um, Nicomachean Ethics, there's a, there's a kind of system of how the soul is laid out and which sin- sins are worse than others, maybe? Well, maybe not sins, because he didn't have that vocabulary, because he wasn't a Christian, but... Because um, it says Types the distinction wrong. between incontinence and malice is based on Aristotle. So then he says, look, philosophy... Um, so Virgil says, well, philosophy is something, when you're doing philosophy, you're just basically looking to see how nature takes her course from the divine intellect, from its artistic workmanship. So philosophy is about understanding God's works on earth and how the system that God created works. Mm. And if you really look back at um, the physics, which is Aristotle's physics, which concerns the doctrine that art imitates nature, you'll see that the best art actually imitates the nature the way an apprentice does his master. So your art, which I assume refers to Dante's poetry, mm. may be said to be God's grandchild. Um, okay. From art and nature, man was meant to take his daily bread to live. If you recall the book of Genesis near the beginning. But the usurer, adopting other means, scorns nature in herself and in her pupil. Art. He invests his hope in something else. Capitalism. Now follow me. We should be getting on. The fish are shimmering over the horizon. The wane is now exactly over chorus. And the passage down the bank is farther on. The fish? The the constellation Pisces, I assume. What's Chorus and the Wane? Chorus. The Wane is the like the wheel, right? Oh. No, or the plow? What's, what's a Wane right? What do they make? I don't know. Should we ask Siri? What is a Wane right? Hey, Siri. Yeah. <laughs> Siri. Hello. Okay, Siri. No, it's okay, Google. Oh. You have to say, hey, Siri. Hey, Alexa. No. Hey, Siri. No. <laughs> Hey, uh, Erichtho. <laughs> Erichtho. So we look up Wayne. Oh, we did confirm that Erichtho is pronounced with the... I know, you were all just on the edges of your seats. 
Um, no, not Alfred Wainwright. What what defines a Wainwright? What defines a Wainwright? No, no, no. not Alfred Wainwright. Um, a cart. A Wain- Wagons and carts. So I was kind of close with wheels. Okay. Wagons and carts. So the wagon constellation. What's the wagon constellation? I don't know. And the carts zodiac. is the northwest wind, apparently. Yeah. So basically, he's just saying, look, the it, time is passing. We should really yeah, be yeah, we should going. Yeah, um, we have some. We have a Zoom call after this. So. Yeah, I'm. We're so busy. Um, also, note here that he says, so really good art is something that imitates nature, that sort of goes along with the laws of nature, that produces with nature, but yeah. usury do violence to human industry because. They are actually just profiting off of other people's money. They're not actually creating anything new. And yeah. usury is a sin of violence because it's doing violence to God, to the to the nature of things. That whenever you make something, you actually produce it. Mm-hmm. That's that's This is from the note, by the way, mm. on page 60. So the usurers then are also in the, um, they're in the third round of the seventh circle. Yeah. I don't think I had them. This also relates probably back to biblical passages about um, payments. Hmm. So, like, the Bible is quite uh, stringent in, or it's it's very uh, insistent that wages must be paid. Because if you think about usury, usury is basically making a profit off of time. Right. Because you're giving someone money up front and they mm. pay you back with interest. Mm-hmm. So you're making a profit over the fact that you were able to give someone money at a, a certain point in time. But isn't usury charging crazily high rates of interest it is but like it's just an extreme version of any kind of money lending Mm, okay um which is any kind of loan is taking advantage of the fact that we record time Mm. and we put a a money value on time Mm. and so so in the bible in the bible there's this whole thing about uh you must pay your laborers every day for Mm. the work they've done that day Mm -hmm. so this actually relates to this cool podcast i listened to about um payday loans and how there are now these apps about that where you can basically get your paycheck every day wow but the app takes a cut what so actually anyway i think there's some really interesting work to be done about um that being actually kind of heretical in a christian Hmm. sense but this whole thing about paying people every day is related to why usury is seen as yeah, because you just take advantage over people's precariousness in not having like a steady cash flow yeah to charge them interest but it also relates back to what we were talking about with um you know historically usury is at least in western countries associated with jews Mm. and it's one of the things that has driven anti-semitism so there's that element too of like our economy the the modern like capitalist economy is based on usury but usury is also demonized Mm. and channeled in anti-semitic ways so interesting there's this all these kind of ways that christian capitalism is scapegoating the people who in effect make capitalism possible wow i'm not saying all jews are usurers that's absolutely not what i'm saying but just the cultural connotations around usury and that being used to demonized jews historically but then also the bible coming out against usury to begin with isn't this kind it's just of really complicated Adorno and horkheimer are criticizing in elements of anti-semitism basically sort of. saying yeah. that western civilization is actually built on anti-semitism yes. not just like as a racial prejudice but also as an in economic structure ways. yeah and also they have that whole thing about the jews having to move around a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. and being exiled and usury or like money lending or like the basis of financial systems hmm 
is one of the only ways that they were able to economically i don't know the historical basis of yeah that, no but and adorno and adorno Herkimer Herkimer are very good historians arguably but cool but oh yeah so that's canto 11 so canto 11 was basically what like dante's like what i don't get it i'm lost and virgil's like okay remember you know where we are yeah canto 11 is basically them they pause behind this tomb in which they Anastasius. yeah the tomb of pope anastasius and then virgil just basically explains the like structure of hell of the third section of hell to Mm -hmm. um so i don't think they're they're still in the sixth circle right now where the heretics are punished because remember that Anastasius was a heretic. Mm-hmm. And then Virgil gives him a preview of, of the seventh, eighth, and ninth circles. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, that's that. Um, Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Bye. 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 B